AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted. I'm Tom Holland, Mike Boyle. If you don't know the name, you should. If you're listening to the show, soon you will. You'll know exactly who Mike Boyle is. Mike Boyle is simply one of the world's top strength and conditioning coaches, specialists. It's as simple as that. When I first read his stuff many, many years ago, I said, I am going to learn from this guy. I'm going to read everything he writes. I'm going to study his philosophy and just, I study, learn from the people who are the best of the best. Why waste your time with anything but? And he's one of those guys. And these are the guests I bring on this show because I want you to get the greatest results in the shortest amount of time with the least likelihood of injury. And guess what? Mike Boyle follows all three of those principles. Mike Boyle is the coach, if you're remotely anywhere close to Boston in Massachusetts, you train with Mike Boyle if you're serious about what you do. Professional athletes, collegiate athletes, Olympic athletes all train with Mike Boyle. The Boston Bruins, the Boston Red Sox, Boston University. He specializes, well, does a lot of hockey, but he does all sports. The U.S. women's Olympic hockey team, but also their soccer team. And he trains, quote-unquote, real people, but he trains the best of the best. That's what he's known for, and for great reason. He's super smart. He's awesome at what he does, and he comes at it from science. And like most of my amazing guests on this show, it's going to be that same theme that seems to annoy a lot of people, and I get why it does, that the answers are quite often simple. It's the application that's challenging. Because we want it to be more complicated. We want it to be more complex. And it's not. And he's going to explain why. Now, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about what I have seen, the fad workouts, the 
not fad workouts per se, but the fad exercises that have just exploded in popularity over the past decade or so. And I, I chose three. So I'm going to speak with Mike Boyle, strength and conditioning guru. And to use that term again with him is 100% warranted. We're going to talk about Olympic lifts. We're going to talk about AMRAP and what that means. The acronym is as many reps as possible. And we're going to talk about plyometric box jumps. Because if you walk into any gym today, those three things are being done like crazy. We're going to talk about why. We're going to talk about who should do those, when you should do those, how you should do those, and maybe when you shouldn't. And we're going to talk about it from a scientific perspective. We don't just, it's not opinion. We use facts here, people. Science. Not super deep, because that's boring to most people. But we're going to use science. We're going to talk about those three exercises and why you should or shouldn't do them from exercise physiology standpoint. Enough with me, because we need to talk to him. The best of the best. Coming up after the break, strength and conditioning expert, phenom, guru, whatever you want to call it, it's deserved. Coming up, Mike Boyle. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. I could not be more excited. Uh, I have followed this guy for so many years. Uh, There are very few people that I say, you know, 100% this is the guy to listen to. 
and you're gonna you're gonna figure out why. If you don't know of Mike Boyle, let me give you his quick bio, which I had to condense down as I do with all my great guests, and because they're just uh, they've done so much. So Mike Boyle is an internationally recognized strength and conditioning expert. He's got well over 30 years experience in the industry. He brings a depth and breadth of knowledge that is truly unmatched in sports performance training. His client list is truly like a who's who of collegiate, professional, and Olympic athletes uh, from. Boston University, the Boston Red Sox, Boston Bruins, also the U.S. women's Olympic soccer and hockey teams, all right? He's an international lecturer. He's the author of numerous books and DVDs. And his website, you got to go there, www.strengthcoach.com. It's truly the number one source of performance enhancement on the internet. So that's that's a site. There's so much stuff out there. That's where you go and you go, okay, this, this is what I need to know. Uh, his gym is renowned, Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning, and it offers truly the most comprehensive performance enhancement training, reconditioning, and personal training in the nation. And if you don't believe me, Men's Health Magazine voted it the number one gym in America. So there you go. Mike, thanks so much for taking the time. I know you're super busy. You like have an hour, a couple days a week for podcasts now, including your own. Yes, it's great. I actually really enjoy doing these because I think it's a great way to get out to a much broader audience than than we might get in sort of the book writing world. So it's good. I like it. And, and, and yeah, I love that. Thank you. And thank you for taking the time. And yeah, it's a unique way. You and I pretty much been in the industry the same amount of time. And this is yet another unique way, right? That we can truly reach people, as you said. And uh, what I find is it, it, it's pretty interesting that I don't know the feedback you're getting. I got to make things shorter and shorter. People, people keep saying, stop talking and just uh, get to the point. So I'm learning too with this new medium. Functional training for sports. That's one of your books that is like, how many versions of that do you have now? I mean, just so popular. Um, there's only two. There's a yeah. 2004 one, and then there was a 2000, I want to say 17. We did the, uh, what was going to be second edition, but it ended up being called New Functional Training for Sports because they have rules with books now in terms of if it's more than 50% new, yeah. they have to consider it a new book. So it is technically a new book. <laughs> so you worked harder on it. <laughs> you, put, you put more yes, into it, right? <laughs> I didn't want to do it, to be honest. I was very hesitant. Not even... I was not hesitant. I was resistant. Yeah. And the acquisitions editor just was very nice. He said, just read the book over. He said, if you read it over and you're happy with it, I'll stop bothering you. Yeah. You don't read your own stuff. Like who does that? Right. But I did. I went back and I went through it and I was like, this book stinks. <laughs> I feel like you need to do it. Yeah. Let's not say stinks. I mean, sure. Most of it, you, of course, it, it still applies, but we want people to get the, the most out of their workouts. And that's what I want to talk about, Mike. Like, again, been in the business the, the same amount of time. You have specialized, though, in professional athletes, people who can't afford to get injured, right? I mean, you want what all strength and conditioning coaches want, greatest results, shortest amount of time. And then that third component with the least likelihood of injury, right? And that's where the art and science comes in. Absolutely. I mean, and that's because, and that's what I think is really interesting when you look at other people who don't, when you don't have that constraint, right? it's very easy to be sort of macho and cavalier about what you're going to do. And then when you insert that constraint in, when you insert in a general manager and an agent and the player themselves, who's not going to be happy you know, the coach, all these people are going to be unhappy if this guy gets hurt right. doing something that you think we always talk about the idea of balancing risk reward. And I right. think what we're always trying to do is balance risk reward. 
Yeah. And that's, and, and listen, from just an ego standpoint, I can't tell you how many people come up to me in the gym and they're like, to challenge you to something, right? Do this or that. And I go, Hey, you win. <laughs> I, I, I'm good with that. You win. You could do more pull-ups like, and, and that's it. And as you said, like you can't afford, and I love the way you said it, people who aren't professional athletes, Hey, go at it, do what you want. But, but I think what's so amazing, Mike, is that they don't, it's the, the causation correlation. They never blame the exercise for the injury they have, or so rarely, I should say. Or, well, because the, the trainer is always going to try to point the finger in a different direction. That's right. the problem where the coach is going to point the finger in a different direction. And it is, you're right. I mean, it, it's, it's difficult, but I always look at it and think, even I try to tell our adult clients, hey, you can't afford to be hurt either. you got to work. Right. And you can't afford somebody's, I mean, the, to me, the most egregious thing is when you get somebody's kid hurt. Right. Because it's somebody's child, when you have to call a parent and say, your son or daughter got injured today doing something because I didn't balance the risk and reward the way that I should have. Yeah. And that's not a fun conversation. No, no. And, and, and it's getting, you know, another topic, right? The kids in sports specialization. We'll talk about that too, because you're kind of going right there. And that's, that's nuts to me. And, and uh, real quickly, I got two boys who play hockey and they were asked to do the team sports strength conditioning with not you, if it were you, but I mean, at nine and at 11 group situation. So it's the first time I ever emailed a coach, Mike, and I said, I'm out. <laughs> My kids are out, you know, and that was really hard to do, but uh, another topic. I love it. So let's just go. So, uh, you know, I still go to the gym and I see certain things. Obviously, there is a tendency towards some some new type of training, not new, but more popular now. And I just want to go through three of them, Olympic lifts, AMRAP, as many reps as possible, and box jumps. And, and we'll talk about, you know, kind of what those are about, what they should be for, and the cost benefit of all of those, right? So let's start with Olympic lifts. What are Olympic lifts to you? Like, you know, in a nutshell, when do you use them? What are they for? That kind of stuff. I mean, the reality is I love Olympic lifting. I think Olympic lifting is has got a bunch of really strong positives in terms of, and one of the things that we've been talking about, I think it's great for helping kids with collisions because just the fact when you're, particularly when you're cleaning, hand clean, which is what we would sort of favor, you get used to having to receive weight almost in a way like you would receive a hit, Interesting. which is really valuable. I think it's great from a concussion standpoint, head and neck, because you're, you're obviously using your trapezius muscles and the muscles you know, in that whole head and neck area when you're Olympic lifting, there's a massive amount of positives. The, the negatives come in when you start doing this with adults who don't need those benefits. So if I look at Olympic lifting, it's like the old tricks is for kids uh, commercials for the cereal. <laughs> Olympic lifts are for kids. Olympic lifts are for adults. We do not, our adults do not Olympic lift. We have rare instances where someone will try to make a case for, hey, we have one woman who's a master's track and field person. We've got a few people like that who want to Olympic lift and I think can get the benefits from it. But in general, I always say the average adult can't even, I call it the airport screening test. The average adult can't get their arms over their head. Right. Watch, go and stand by the airport screener and watch people when they say, put your arms over your head. And then look at that person and think, you know, is that person going to be able to clean? Is that person going to be able to jerk or overhead press or do whatever people have people doing? So you just get into this situation where you're, again, you're failing to balance risk and reward. What is the reward when you look at an adult and say, do we need concussion prevention? No. Do we need to be able to take a hit? No. Do we need, you know, is there so much explosive power development in the lower body that we couldn't get from some sort of, you know, other plyometric type drill? No. So you get a lot of no's and very few yeses. So I, I have trouble 
I'm a massive yes person. We teach our kids to clean starting at 11. My, my kids, my children, Olympic lift, but we do not prescribe them or use them with our adult clients at all. And you, I'm guessing, Mike, you didn't start doing those lifts with them on day one. Well, you know what's interesting? We do start, we start teaching clean because we, we would look at clean as a whole method versus a part method teaching. And that's just a teaching style thing. Sure. But we do pretty much start teaching the whole clean, but, you know, hang clean above the knees and it's, but it's teaching and that's right. the difference, not doing. And I think that's where we also fail with, you know, when we're teaching any beginner is that you've got to look at this in terms of it's a skill acquisition. It's not a strength exercise anymore or a power exercise. We want to see you acquire the skill. And I think that applies to just about everything that we're doing. We want to see you acquire the skill of squatting. We right. want to see you acquire the skill of Olympic lifting. And then at some point we'll worry about sort of the resistance and, you know, we'll worry about the. We want to worry about the how before we worry about the how much. See, I love that. And I should have clarified. And, and see, you're such the expert that you just go right there naturally. Uh, so it's the teaching side. And, and so you're not doing a heavy load squat. You're not, you're not making them – you're teaching them how to do the movement first, right? You want that, that, that purity of movement. And it's not about how much and it's not about how many reps. It's about doing it right and doing it right. I tell, right I tell our coaches that all the time in terms of I, have, I could care less how much weight somebody lifts, particularly in the beginning. I really care very, very strongly about how well they lift the weight because they'll reap the benefits of resistance training without us right. basically trying to kill them. Right. I have so many people come up to me in the gym, Mike, and they always ask me if I'm hurt because <laughs> of the weight I'm doing and the speed I'm doing that. And I said, that's the greatest compliment. And again, the ego's out the window. I don't care. <laughs> right? They go, are you hurt? And they go, why are you doing those exercises? And why are you doing them that way? And I go, because I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> but that's so rare, right? And I'm next to the people who are, you know, dropping the heavy amounts of weight and throwing it around and yelling at the, so yes. And that leads just naturally then into as many reps as possible. Uh, you know, I get it if you're competing, if, if that's your, you want to do as many reps, but let's talk about what that entails and how that changes the exercise when you go as many reps as possible. Well, but the reality is there is only in, uh, there's only one competition where as many reps as possible matters. And that's the one, the ESPN televised version that we were mentioning. Other than that, there's nothing else where as many reps as possible even matters. So I think that's one thing you have to look at. And we would talk about it. It's really funny. Somebody, so AMRAP, you know, as many reps as possible. And then someone else um, said AGRAP, as many good reps as possible. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah. which I like better. And yeah. so I like the idea. We talk about the idea of training to technical failure. Yeah. Charles Poliquin, a strength and conditioning coach who has since passed away, sadly, coined that term years ago. We're going to lift to technical failure. And I think that's a pretty good standard. And technical failure to me means when you cease to be able to do the exercise in the way that I prescribed it for you, that's technical failure. That means if you're doing it too fast, if you're bouncing it, if you've decreased range of motion, if you've lost form, any one of those things is going to be considered a technical failure. And we're going to be, okay, sets over. Right. And I can't find any people say, so I can get another one. I'm like, I don't want you to get it. I don't care if you can get another one. I have no interest in that. I have an interest in... You've, you've run out of good reps. The amount of good reps that we got is done. And usually the way you know technical failure is there was one that wasn't. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> right. you wasn't done one yeah. that you didn't like. And yeah. you're like, okay, no, you did one that I didn't like. And that was one too many. 
we're definitely not going to continue down this path of, you know, keep going until you've exhausted every compensation strategy that you can come up with. That was, I read that post of yours way back when, and, and that was what I was going to get to next. You went right there. And that, so people, I want you to really take into what Mike just said, technical versus muscular, right? So, and we've been saying this, you know, as a personal trainer many years ago, Mike, it was, you know, how many reps should I do? Well, till you start to lose form, right? Until the last few reps are difficult, but you start to lose form, then it's over, right? You don't do. And w- the problem is, I would argue, is that again, I always use that paper clip analogy, Mike, where you got to bend the paper clip 500 times before it breaks, right? And and that's the body, the lower back, and things like that. Is it? You're not going to hurt yourself, right? Necessarily doing that exercise, but you're going to bend down to get your toothbrush three months after doing it wrong or doing too many, and then you're going to feel it. Right, exactly. I use credit card. I think credit card's an even better analogy because you know I always tell people if you start bending your credit card and just hold it between your fingers and start bending it, you'll think it'll bend forever. That's and even then better. at some point you look at the credit card and you realize, wow, there's a fracture line in that card. Like suddenly that card is developing a little line on it. And then if you keep going, relatively quickly you'll have two pieces of credit card in your hand. <laughs> and it it's a I use that analogy all the time for people because that's when people say you know, kind of, it doesn't matter. I'm like, it does. And people are like, oh, you're talking about plastic, not the human body. And I'm like, the reality <laughs> is pretty darn similar. And I mean, we do know that tissue goes, undergoes what they call plastic deformation. And there are certain tissue properties, particularly in connective tissue, where they do have properties that are similar to plastics. So, so it's you- pretty good. So I've been saying this is like 20 years of the paperclip. So now I'm officially the plastic card. <laughs> you've, you've changed me to that. I love it. Get, though, but Get on the credit card bandwagon. <laughs> is it a, is it a black uh, Amex though? Or is it, you know, it depends on the client. Right? <laughs> I'm sure you'll have that argument. I love that. And again, people, I, I know myself and from reading and the first time I've spoken with Mike in person, so honored to have done, to be doing so. We want you to get the greatest results. And, and, and again, Mike trains the top of the, the best of the best people who make their living doing it. And you know who I had on, um, Mike, was Matt Fitzgerald. I don't know if you're familiar. Endurance guy, uh, sports nutritionist. And we were talking about different diets. And he was talking about how, you know, they will try any diet as long as it makes them better, right? Because if they don't win, right. they don't win. If they don't win, especially triathletes, they're not going to eat. So they will literally do anything that helps them. And they're not doing any of that crazy stuff when it comes to nutrition. Uh, and they'll try it for a very short amount of time. If it doesn't work, they're out, right? And the same thing with exercise. You and I want to get the greatest results. So we could impress people with all of this fancy stuff, but it comes down to the basics and it comes down to consistency and science. It does. I use the analogy all the time with people. I say, If you only went up five pounds a week and you did that for the entire year, you'd go up 260 pounds. So if you took that theory and said, like, your son, we're going to start him and let him squat the 45-pound bar for 10 reps, and all we're going to do is go up five pounds a week, he's going to squat 305 pounds for 10 by the end of one year. Yeah. That's never going to happen anyway. So what's the hurry? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And so that's right. my point is that yeah. there's no need to rush. And I always, you know, I use all the same analogies, you know, the tortoise and the hare, someone said he wins the race, whatever, however you want to look at it, it doesn't need to be rapid and it doesn't need to be to failure and it doesn't need to be as hard as you can. It needs to be consistent. And if right. it's consistent over a period of time, you'll make incredibly good benefits. And the biggest thing is, you know, I was, otherwise it's sort of two steps forward, one step back, or train till you get hurt, get hurt, take time off, train till you get hurt, get hurt, take time off. 
And it's amazing how many people cycle through that sort of process in their training life. And I love that. And that goes to weight loss too, everybody. When we tell people one to two pounds a week, they say that's not enough. And you go, well, that's 50 or a hundred pounds in a year, right? And that's doable. And yeah, I, I use the term, Mike, all the time, excessive moderation, right? It's not do a lot, a little bit. It's do a little bit, a lot. And, and that works. But people don't, don't want to hear that. You know, it's the excess. We always ex- exist on the extremes, right? On the pendulum when it comes to fitness. Well, the point, you know, someone starts running and then I want to run a marathon. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it is. We're constantly, that's the way we're taught to think, particularly in fitness. You know, some sort of like running. Why don't you run a marathon? It's like, I like running a mile. Why would I run 26? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, but, right, right. But this is just the way that we think in the fitness world. Fitness, I mean, we're so backward and so far behind and, and just there are days when I feel like we're making progress and then all I need to do is like log on to Instagram and I can realize that God we've got that <laughs> well and I'm starting you know what I love about this show Mike as you said it's a new way for us to to interact and my God to to have you and interview and go back and forth and the disruption in fitness, I keep saying, is information. It's not the equipment. And you and I both work with different fitness equipment companies. And, and that's great. And technology, it's amazing. We've never lived in a more exciting time. Artificial intelligence, all that stuff. But if you don't believe what you just said, that slow and steady wins the race and all that kind of cliche stuff. I mean, that's the, the, the comments I get for this show is Occam's razor. Stop saying that. It's not so easy. It's not about consistency. And it is. It is. Said Occam's razor is absolutely true. You know, the Simplest solution is most often the best. I tell people all the time, come and watch us train the best athletes in the world. And you might come away thinking, man, it's a little, it's a little vanilla. It's a little boring. Right. And again, we we could impress them with all the other stuff. It's not like you don't have that in your repertoire. Yeah, no. And, and and the reality is for us, we don't really want it. We don't need it. We just need, I always tell people, you need to get here on a consistent basis. You need to not miss days. You need to. And if we do that, I will guarantee you the result at the end. See, and, and you younger kids listening, that that is the secret there. It's consistency. I used to say this exact same thing, Mike, to clients. Just show up. And I trained one football player way back when. I didn't really specialize in that. It's more your uh, area of expertise. But it was five days a week, you know, pre-collegiate. And there were the days, Mike, where he showed up. I took a look at him and I go, we're going to eat. You know, we're not working out today. You can just tell. And that, that's the difference, right, is artificial intelligence can't really do that. And it's about showing up, but it's about knowing when to pull back. And that, as you said, it's, it's a long process. And people don't want to give it time. I mean, let's be honest. That's probably the number one reason, right, is people say, I don't have time, but I also don't want to give it time. <laughs> Jeff Olson's Slight Edge is one of my favorite books. And the first three principles in Slight Edge, principle one is show up. Principle two is show up consistently. Principle three is show up with a great attitude. And it's so true. If you just show up, it's like, and I'm living it now. My son, I have a 14-year-old. And my 14-year-old's getting strong. And he's only getting strong because we lift year-round. He cleaned 135 pounds for five the other day. He's still 14 years old. Wow. He can do five chin-ups with 25 pounds. He can, you know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah. And it's strictly a function of the fact that we lift consistently. Right. And that we don't miss days. I try to really make it so we're not going to miss a day. If we miss a day, we make it up. And that fact, I said, when he's 18 years old, people will look at my son at 18 and be like, wow, that kid's really strong and really fast. And I'm going to be like, yeah, but it's, you know, this, like I said, I'm the king of lame analogies, but it's like, you know, slow cooking. Yeah. Like you just want to slow cook it. When you slow cook meat, it's really, really good. Yeah. But 
if you if you try to cook something fast on the grill sometimes you're like ah, it's burned on both sides it's raw in the middle it's really not not what i wanted and, and you think yeah because you've got to focus in on slow cooking and you know that when he's 18 they'll say oh, i just had really good genetics <laughs> well, his father, you know his father's a coach he had an yeah. advantage he's always in the gym and they won't look at the fact and think that he didn't miss days didn't miss workouts that we were we adhered to the really simple principles that that we need to adhere to that's awesome and and again it's it's about the work ethic and and it's it's not and i love that you you know we call them lame analogies but i always say like like the secret to life and to fitness exists on instagram everyone posts <laughs> the right things they just don't apply them they just don't do them right and it's the simple stuff that works yeah. so let's finish up this is simple but not so all these things uh box jumps so you know now it's six foot high box jumps and you know jumping on jumping off what's your take uh, you know on the plyometric box jump for for the average person we'll start there um, I, I've, um, I've written a whole series of blog posts that you've probably read and the one of, I called it the idiot box. And, um, and I refer to the people that use the idiot box as skin donors because <laughs> the good thing is now the idiots can get bigger, softer boxes so they don't become necessarily skin donors. But we used to see the kids all the time who would jump on the metal plyo boxes on wood plyo boxes. And when they miss, they'd hack huge pieces of their shin out. And end up, I was called skin donors because there were a couple times where we literally walked away with pieces of shin, you know, with the hair still on it and threw it in the trash can. And eventually I got rid of all those boxes because I was like everybody else, you know, we had 36 inch boxes and we put the boxes on top of something else. And, you know, we perform these stupid animal tricks that, you know, trying to see how high a box we could get on. What you realize is that the only thing that matters is how far your center of mass moves, which means generally speaking unless you have really exceptional athletes 30 inch boxes are going to be high right in normal athletes 24 inch boxes are going to be fine there's no need to have anything higher than that because i said when you get what i call the frog landing where you're on top of the box and you look like a frog you know your knees are up by your ears and you're it's like you didn't move your center of mass all you did all you did was work your hip flexors and that's not the goal and i mean i saw one i can't think it was one of the baseball guys that like signed the huge contracts. I forget which one it was, but same thing, like running 50 inch box jump where they had stacked up all these Reebok <laughs> steps and he's jumping into the wall because they had <laughs> him against the wall so they wouldn't fall over. Right. And this guy made 300 million, his contract was $300 million and it was on the guy's Instagram. And I'm almost thinking if you could have, tried to create a testimony to your own stupidity (laughs) this would have been it like the monument that you erect to yourself in on social media saying i'm an absolute moron look what i did with a 300 million dollar player bryce harper (laughs) i think it was actually and (laughs) just throw it out there yeah just astounding to me to look and think how could anyone do this but again it's the same it's like run the marathon okay you know, box jump is good, then the highest possible box jump is better. And stupid, you know, contest that you're filming and just... It's, it's the Instagram world too, right? I mean, that's a whole nother show too. That's one of the huge problems with this. And it, I actually saw Mike, to your point, uh, I'm not going to name the well-known gym chain, higher end too, where they literally had a, a um, wooden box on the second floor up against the window. So I, I, I assume it couldn't have been there that long. So if you missed... You're going out the window. I mean, it was a huge play glass window behind the box where people were jumping up and down. Beautiful view, 
beautiful view, yeah. but you know, probably not the smartest place. And I love that. I, I meet people all the time and you look at their shins as you're saying, and you go, whoops. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I can't say how many people, I mean, as I said, the, the fact that they've come out with the new uh, soft plyo boxes were really a response to this stupid box jump thing. Yes. And the response wasn't, let's do it right. The response was, let's make the boxes softer. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> so when you fail, and you know, obviously the, the wooden boxers are less expensive, so more people can put those in their gyms. But all right, so that's awesome. You know, right there, people, Olympic lifts, they're a time and a place, uh, as many reps as possible. Mike, I remember walking down into my gym again, and it was a push-up contest, the trainer, and he said, uh, you know, your fitness guy, do, do my push-up contest. And I go, no, I, I'm incapable of doing 100 bad ones, right? I can only do, you know, the good form. And the guy who wins is not going to do it with good form. Exactly. Yeah. As many good reps as possible. Yeah. And, yeah. All right. So there you go. Mike Boyle, like seriously, go to uh, strengthcoach.com. If you are into fitness, if you really want the take on it that – is just this this is what this show's about. It's science-based. It's it's knowledge, it's application, it's simplifying it down. And this is a guy who trains the best of the best. Again, my only problem with him is they're mostly Boston people, which, you know, <laughs> we gotta get you down to, to New York. But Mike, thanks so much. Super helpful. You know, so many of this uh, these type of things are going on in the gym right now. And if you want to be healthy and safe and maximize your results, follow his advice. So thanks so much for taking the time, Mike. Thanks for having me. I appreciate awesome. it. Have a great day. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back. I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Mike Boyle. And again, if you if you have issues with what he said, that's fine. That's awesome. 
I mean, I know the reason I bring up this topic and those specific exercises, because so many people are doing them. I get it. But I want you to be healthy and I want you to get the greatest results, as does Mike, with the least chance of getting injured. And again, Mike Boyle works with professional athletes who can't afford to be injured. And he said a really interesting thing is, and I didn't really think about this till I started thinking about this topic today for the show. And I've obviously thought about this topic for a very long time, but specifically when I thought about Mike and how he works with professional athletes and how they can't afford to get hurt and how, yes, those many of you who do these exercises in a certain way, listen, whatever makes you happy, I'm never going to take that away from you. I just don't want people to get hurt. And I don't want people to get the results they're looking for. But if the results you're looking for is that feeling you get from doing these exercises and you don't really care about the potentially greater likelihood of injury, because that's true, people. You can argue with me till you're blue in the face, but that's science. That just is. And again, do whatever you want to do. We'll never take that away from people. It's your choice. Exercise-wise, you want to go whatever you want to do. That's your choice. But we talk about the science here because I want people who maybe haven't started doing these type of exercises or not quite sure if they're doing them correctly or they're not quite sure why they're doing them. They've just been told or they've seen it. I want you to have the information to make educated decisions on what you're going to do. And I'm going to say this. This is my job. I've done this for a really long time. I've studied it for a really long time. And I get kind of tired of people who haven't done either of those things telling me exactly the way it is with very little to no science behind their arguments. I might best results. My clients were my greatest advertising, injury-free. And that's not to say you're not going to have issues that come along. Things happen, but things happen a lot more frequently when you do certain things a certain way. That's just the way it is. So anyway, whatever makes you happy, that's fine. A lot of this is about stress reduction. I'm not going to say it isn't. You know, I got friends who do 200-mile runs and run through Death Valley and crazy stuff. And you know what I say about that? They need that for their head. Listen, I do some crazy races, but I'm injury-free, and I know when to pull back, and I know that I do all the little things to help minimize my risk of injury. And truthfully, especially in the last decade or so, I don't do a lot of training. for Those races are just long, slow days. But my point is the friends and and people who do some pretty extreme things, they need that psychologically. It's a whole nother show, but I get that. But let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. There are certain things that carry a certain increased likelihood of injury, and it is what it is, and that's all. And as Mike said, you know, cost-benefit analysis. What's the risk-reward? And that is something I have followed myself for many years when it comes to exercise prescription. Why choose an exercise that is really likely, if you do it long enough and and incorrectly enough, to get you hurt? Because once you're hurt, people, the body has a tough time, especially as you get older, going back to where it, it was. And I love his, you know, I use the paperclip analogy. He uses the uh, credit card. I'm going to switch to the credit card because I like that visual too. Anyway, I hope you learned something. 
if it got you a little angry, question why. Question why. And I'm not here to be liked, obviously. I'm here to get your results. And when it comes to fitness, if your trainer, your fitness professional, the person you're getting your advice from, you never question it, never annoys you, Wonder, ask yourself why. Is it confirmation bias? Are you just hanging out with the people who are telling you what you want to hear? But I'm here to learn and to use the science for myself, for you, for my kids, for everybody. And I study guys like Mike Boyle because he makes me better. And better comes with being uncomfortable regardless, and that's mentally and physically. But holy cow, what an amazing guy. Such a, just so much great information. Uh, And he's so passionate about what he does. And that was the first time I've ever spoken with him in person, following him for many, many years. It's one of the coolest things about this show is all of those people. And I had a couple radio shows over the years, but now I'm all of these people that I followed, I'm talking to and bringing to you. And that's awesome because he's making us all better. That was Mike Boyle. Just totally awesome. One of the best of the best. Thank you for listening to the show. Please rate it. I can take the comments. Listen, I want to get better, period, at everything I do. Some stuff I agree with, some stuff I don't. (laughs) But please rate the show. Please leave a comment. I would really appreciate it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Let me know what you want me to cover as well. And uh, thank you for listening. You know, it's it's hard bringing up topics sometimes that I know are going to polarize people. But it's my job. I'm going to bring it to you from science, unbiased. I'm going to say things like, hey, do whatever you want to do. That's fine. But I want you to have the, the right information going in so you can make the best choices possible. I am Tom Holland. Thank you for listening and believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.